Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. As Christian women, first and foremost, we have to understand who we are from the beginning. Because when we understand who we are, then people pleasing can't come into play, right? Because what God has for you is for you. So if they are not um, accepting to your values and your core convictions, then that's not the person that you need to be in relationship with. Hey sis, welcome to the Goodbye Heartbreak Hello Purpose podcast, the place where you learn how to move forward from heartbreak and achieve wholeness through emotional healing, spiritual growth, uncovering identity and behavior patterns, and saying yes to the calling God placed in your life. I'm your host, Candice Baddies, and I know what it's like to be heartbroken and confused about who you are and what God created you to do, but I also know what it's like to be healed and hold with clarity. If you're ready to have your broken heart mended, grow your faith, and discover who you are, why you do what you do, and what you were created to do, look no further. You're definitely in the right place. So kick off those cute shoes that's been hurting your feet all day and turn me up in those earbuds. We're about to get into it. Hey sis, it's a new week and I'm so glad you're here for another episode Y'all, what are we talking about today? Something we haven't really talked about yet, and that is setting boundaries and waiting on God's timing, trusting Him. Ooh, yeah, so I think it's really important as Christian women, single Christian women out there, because you know these guys out there doing all the things, that you, it's important to learn how to set boundaries. It's important to know that you need to set boundaries because people are out there just living their lives and saying, oh, you know, come and go. And so we're going to talk about that today in depth. And um, and then we're going to talk about trusting God's timing at the same time. So it's an amazing conversation. And I have a guest that's here who's a relationship coach. So who better to talk about it than her? And uh, I can't wait to share all the goodness from this interview that I did with her, this amazing conversation that we had. Before we do that, you know, we're going to jump into a few other things. First and foremost, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you stop and press the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. If you haven't left a five-star review, please go ahead and do that ASAP. And I'm going to read one for you right now. This one is from L underscore DR1. And the title is Practical and Relevant. And she says, if you're looking for a transparent conversation with practical ways of dealing with brokenness, you're in the right place. Love the way the topics are approached with ease and from a Christian perspective. Thank you, sis, for this five-star written review. I'm glad that you love the episodes and keep on listening. You guys, You know, if you want your shout out, go ahead and leave your five-star written review so that you can get your shout out right here on the podcast. Also, sis, if you haven't already, don't forget to go to my website and sign up for my email list. That way you can make sure you stay in the know with everything that's happening and that you get all the goods first, okay? And while you're at the website, don't forget, you still have a little time to pre-order my book. If you haven't heard, I had to push back the release date to October 10th. So you still have a little time to get that 25% discount if you haven't yet. So like I said, we have a guest for today and her name is LaToya Guillory. 
if you've heard her name before, that's because I was on her podcast uh, last month. And let me just tell you a little bit about her. First and foremost, LaToya is a Christian woman who's a wife and a mother. She has a master's degree in human services counseling with a specialization in marriage and family. She is a certified marriage enrichment facilitator. LaToya empowers people through marriage enrichment, premarital counseling, couples group counseling, and more. She has over 16 years of experience in the human services field. LaToya and her husband founded the Family Connection Incorporated in 2018. This is a nonprofit that offers life skills, counseling services, case management, transitional housing services, educational development, and career guidance for older foster care youth. She was recently honored as one of Acadiana's top 20 under 40 young leaders in 2018. She is the owner and founder of Empowered with Purpose LLC, where she serves as a relationship coach. She is also the author of Anchored, Anchored in Christ, and Anchored in Marriage, Her mission in life is to help people recognize their strengths and utilize them in every aspect of relationships. So you guys help me welcome LaToya. Like I said, she is a relationship coach and so she has a wealth of knowledge to offer us on today. Plus she is so down to earth, so authentic, you guys. I know her in real life, love her in real life, okay? And so, you know, I brought her here because I thought she had some great things to share with us, all right? So without further ado, let's get it. All right, ladies, so I have my sis here, LaToya Guillory. Hi, LaToya, how are you? Hello, how are you? I am good, I am good. So I want you to start by telling everybody who you are and what you do. I am LaToya Guillory. I'm the owner of Empowered with Purpose, LLC. I'm the relationship and life coach there. I do um, all of the things, relationships. I believe relationships affect everything that we do. And so my goal is to help people recognize their strengths and utilize them in every aspect of relationships. Because if we can navigate relationships we can become a better society. Amen to that. Amen to that. So talking, I know you are a relationship coach, but of course the ladies on this show are mostly single. A lot of them have dealt with heartbreak as most of us have. And we are talking about, I want you to tell them like why it's important to set boundaries in the single season. Boundaries are so important in your single season because your significant other needs to understand who you are and the values that you carry. And so it's it's that effective communication even before you get married. You can communicate when you get married, but are you listening to each other when you're communicating and establishing those healthy boundaries before Let's see your spouse know, this is who I am. This is what I will stand for. These are my convictions. These are my values. And this is, this is what will not happen. And so you, as you, you have control over what you allow in your space. And being able to set those boundaries allows you to have the relationship, the control that you want to bring into your dating relationship and your marriage. I'll give you an example real quick. When Kevin and I started dating, 
neither one of us were about the the games, right? Kevin knew what he wanted, I knew what I wanted. <laughs> and so we sat down and we was like, listen, okay, if we're gonna do this, we're not doing this just to be, we're not dating just to date, right? We're dating with some stipulations. I said, so if we're gonna date, what are we gonna set our foundation on? And so we came up with um, different things like communication, um, accountability, um, prayer, uh, and then boundaries came later, which we found out the hard way that <laughs> boundaries should have been there in the beginning, right? Mm, gotcha. And so, um, whenever we go through storms, cause every relationship, marriage, whatever, you're going to have storms because you're, you're two different people trying to come together. Mm-hmm. And so whenever those, um, storms come for us, we can go back and say, Hey, did I communicate what I needed to communicate? Did you hear me? Did I hear you? Was it effective? Did we hold ourselves accountable? If it got to a point where um, we needed outside help, did we go seek that as far as accountability? Prayer, did we pray about this at all? Or are we just in the weeds of it all and, and doing and operating out of our emotions? Got you. So I hear you saying, and and I love that you talked about, you're talking about your foundation and your core values and convictions that you were talking about. And so let's kind of talk about that. Like, what do you think are like some important and key core values that, you know, single women should be setting for themselves now so that when they do enter like the dating relationship, they are already like you know, it's hard sometimes because people want to compromise, you know, in the dating relationship because they don't want to be alone or maybe they're like, oh, I can let that slide. But let's talk about like what those core convictions should be and like how to stick to them. As Christian women, first and foremost, we have to understand who we are from the beginning, because when we understand who we are, then people pleasing can't come into play. Right. Because what God has for you is for you. So if they are not um, accepting to your values and your core convictions, then that's not the person that you need to be in relationship with. And that's okay because what God has for you is for you. So the convictions that he gives us within, you know, biblical principles are the convictions that we should uphold in relationships, right? Because he knows us intimately. He knows what's going to make us tick. He knows what's going to, you know, stop us in our tracks. He knows what we need and who will compliment us. And um, I see time and time again that people get into relationships to just have, a, I call them space fillers, to mm-hmm. just have that body. Oh, yeah. Right? And when we do that, we affect, I'm all about legacy. We affect the legacy that we bring into our family's family. Mm-hmm. It's so important who we put into our spaces and allow into that intimate spot, you know, because it affects so much in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ooh, that was some, that was good. <laughs> and so, when we talk about like legacy and all of that stuff, because, you know, we obviously we don't know what is what is to come. But of course, God knows. Mm-hmm. And so just talk about like the dangers, like what can happen 
um, if you don't set those boundaries, like what, what are the effects that can come up? There's so many, it's, it's so hard to like pinpoint one because people are so different. Mm-hmm. Right. But the effects of, I, I truly believe honestly, that if you can affect a relationship, if you can destroy a relationship, you can destroy a community. Mm. Okay. And when I say that, I mean, um, you're, you find more people susceptible to depression, anxiety, um, even street life, um, um, marriages or, um, sexual, like having sex before marriage and having all of these different, you know, baby mamas, baby fathers or whatever. Mm -hmm. So much confusion in all of that. Um, some people, you know, will get divorced. I mean, that's, you know, I I truly believe that a lot of, of what people are finding is that, they got into a wrong relationship, got a divorce, and ended up with the consequences, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's so important for us to really take a look at what our values and, and, and what we bring to the table, what our convictions are, because sleeping with the wrong person, getting in a relationship with the wrong person has so many lasting effects. We have to like really stand on... Um, our, our convictions. And Pastor mm-hmm. Kino was actually just talking about this yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I was there. Really yesterday, do. we really do. Um, and you know, I've seen uh, so many things happen. And I've even in my own life, you know, I I was engaged to be married when I was twenty five. Now, mind you, I was nowhere near ready to be engaged, but I wanted that space filler, mm-hmm. right? And he was so wrong for me on so many levels. There were so many red flags. Listen, my my grandfather told me that I was not getting married to him on his deathbed. He was like, that is not the one, never meeting him or anything like that. But, you know, I wanted to be hardheaded and, and I got the consequences that I got. Mm-hmm. Nine years later, here comes Kevin, you know, specific for me, like trusting in who God has for you. He knows us so intimately and it's so beautiful how he loves us and knows us that he fashions that person that is for us, Mm. that is for us. You know what I mean? And like, there's no, there's no negating that. Like, and so as you go through what you go through in marriage, you know that what God um, put together, let no man tear apart. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture there. What yes. God puts together and let no one tear apart because you know that God fashioned this person for you. Right. And while you go through everything that you go through, you can stand on that. Amen. Like, and so, um, you know, this again, this is a show that talks about heartbreaking re- in relationships and stuff like that. And so, like you mentioned that you were in a relationship to be engaged to somebody. And that's a hard thing to do, like to break off an engagement. So, um, you know, I don't know how specific you want to be in that. But the the thing I really want to point out is that, you know, you broke off that engagement. Then you said nine years later, your husband came. So talk to us a little bit. Can you can you talk to us a little bit about like what was happening in those nine years? Like, you know, about, you know, were you able to set boundaries during that single season? What, how did you get over the heartbreak and how did you move forward? Um, 
Yes, I was absolutely. So after that relationship, because I was doing all of the things um, I was not supposed to be doing with this gentleman. And um, after that relationship, I made a promise to God. I said, listen, God, I said, I don't want anything that is not for me. I said, so you protect everything in me, protect my heart, protect my mind. Um, don't allow me to become susceptible to like the wordsmiths, the the ones that will whisper those sweet nothings into your ear and give me the mm-hmm. fantasy relationship. Don't allow me to do that. Whenever it's time for me to meet my husband, like make it clear to me, right? And that doesn't mean that, you know, as a woman, I, I like there were different people that kind of tickled my fancy a little bit, mm-hmm. but they didn't stay long. They mm-hmm. did not stay long. The conviction of the Holy Spirit was like, that ain't the one. <laughs> and from then on there, it was just like, nah, I'm good. Like I I, I actually had a, a conversation. There was a guy I was entertaining, but right before I met Kevin, I was entertaining and I, and I called him and I said, you know what? I don't think about you like that. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about hurting somebody's feelings. <laughs> I don't think about you like that. Like, you know, I don't miss you when I don't talk to you. Like, I like literally had this conversation with him. And I was like, so how do you feel? Are you feeling the same? And he was like, you know what? True. I said, all right. So we're not really doing nothing here. So let's You're just wasting time. Step this off. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Like, in this true, like, at some point, you got to grow up and start dating with purpose. And that doesn't mean that, you know, because I I remember making that statement to God and like, you know what, God, I've done all the things, right? And so I'm going to wait for the man that, that you have for me. And so sometimes you may, some people think that, okay, that means the next person they get in a relationship with or entertain or date, whatever is the one, but that don't necessarily mean that's the one is means you got to be discerning with the Holy Spirit to know whether or not. And as soon as God's like, no, you need to be ready to cut that off. Um, At the time of this recording, there's going to be an episode tomorrow about how God told me to leave for (laughs) different relationships. And so y'all need to check that episode out. Um, when you listen to this one, go back and check out that episode. But um, so what happened? Like, okay, you, you're right there and you entertained a few people. So what happened when Kevin came along? That was a whole thing. Like when he first came along, somebody told me, like, you know, I was, I was like, nah, you know, I'm focused, you know, whatever. I had just started my nonprofit around that time. And, um, in the beginning of my nonprofit stages, I was doing like teen summits and community carnivals and that kind of stuff. And so uh, Kevin actually started coming to church. We had a mutual friend that had gotten married at the church that we were going to. And uh, somebody was like, well, why not Kevin? And I was like, nah, I don't think so. You know, he, he, back then, you know, he was single guy, right? In his early 20s or late 20s, scruffy, you know, head, he didn't talk to, like, he's didn't look approachable at all. And um, so I was like, yeah, no, you know, just cut that off straight. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, well, why not, Kevin? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on, Lord, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> And so, like, 
he then started to have me look at Kevin in a different light. Mm -hmm. And Kevin started to open up more and joke more and all that kind of stuff. He started to get comfortable. And then the Holy Spirit said, just be his friend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. Look, okay. And I kid you not, Kevin would come over to my apartment and he would talk about girls that he liked. (laughs) <laughs> we would sit on our couch, my couch, and powwow, you know, hang out. We would, like, talk about all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that because it allowed us to have that the friendship developed in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, so that we would even have that to stand on it throughout our relationship. Gotcha. So I heard you say that um, you had just started your nonprofit before Kevin came along. So you were operating in purpose during this time. And so talk a little bit about that because, you know, I I was asking you about like how it was that you were able to move forward from that heartbreak, from the failed, um, when you broke off the engagement. So I like to tell ladies, like, you know, you don't need a man to, to walk in purpose, to do what it is that God has called you to do. So talk a little bit like how you were doing that in your single season. I think for me, I'm a very purposely driven person. Um, after I graduated with my uh, undergrad, uh, God, I was asking God, okay, what is it that you would have me to do? And so when he showed me, I just set out to do that. And I think in with Kevin there, with him not there, um, I was always in that. I was always focused on that. Um, and that was one of the things that my uh, previous fiance didn't understand that I was going to be purposely driven because I was called to do what I was called to do, right? I was purposed to do what I was purposed to do. And so, in the midst of not having that relationship for those nine years, that's what I set out to do. I, I switched my focus and I was like, Lord, you're going to show me when you're going to show me. But right now, I can't focus on that. I got to focus on what you've called me to do. Um, whenever you think I'm ready, he's going to come. But when he comes, I want to be about my father's business. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> nine years single, working on yourself, working on purpose. And this is just what I want people to be encouraged about because I know somebody's listening, listening and saying, I don't want to have to wait nine years for my man to come, for my husband to come. But I mean, how are you feeling? Like, what was your feelings about being in a relationship or finding your husband in those nine years? And especially knowing that you could have been married had you, quote unquote, settled. I think for me, it was understanding that God had, he had the pin. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe nine years for me doesn't mean it's going to be nine years for the next person. That was just my story, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like there was a lot of growing up and things that I still had to do. There was a lot of things that I had to break off um, just being because of the life that I had lived through. Um, and so my story is mine and I don't want people to think they have to wait nine years. No, God's going to, God's timing is his timing. Mm -hmm. It was nine years for me. Um, and a lot of that too was me entertaining these, these relationships that I didn't need to entertain. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted those space fillers. And so I didn't leave room for Kevin. Mm -hmm. 
And so it took a lot longer for me to realize, okay, this is not what it is. It's not what it's supposed to be. All right, Lord, I'm gonna behave. I'm just gonna, you know, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be about my father's business, but I'm really gonna focus on you now. Gotcha. Kind of thing. Awesome. <clears throat> so, ladies, the space fillers. If you know that that man is not for you, if you are just having him there so that you're not lonely, so that you can just say you're in a relationship, you are not leaving room for the man that God has for you. You could be prolonging your destiny. You could be the one that's prolonging you getting married if that's what you so desire just because you're filling the space. You have to allow room for the blessing that God has for you. And by allowing room, I mean like, you know, not just that not having a person there, but how are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to develop when you're entangled in something that God has not designed or ordained for your life? So it's important to leave space, leave room for God to work so that the right person can come into your life. And that's just, you know, that was a boundary. You know, I love that you talked about like your purpose and stuff like that. And you were like, I'm going to be about my father's business in this season. And you said that your previous fiance wasn't in support of that. And so, you know, that was like a conviction you had and a boundary that you set. So can we tell the ladies, how to set boundaries in their lives during the season? Um, I think it's very important that you communicate what you are <clears throat> or, or your values to that other person. For example, when I was entertaining, uh, I was entertaining this young fellow and um, he was like, <laughs> straight up, you're going to have to uh, satisfy me if you're going to want to keep me around. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Mm -mm. And I looked at him and I said, well, guess what? I am not the one for you because this is not what I'm doing. And I said, and that's okay. You know, you're going to find that person that's going to sleep with you, <laughs> but it's not going to be me. And if you don't like that, it's all right for you to go elsewhere. Mm. I'm going to be okay. But I had to set that standard. I had to let him know that he, you know, I'm not one of these other little girls mm -hmm. that you you talking to. <laughs> I got standards. I got boundaries. I got values. I'm trying to take my family to a whole nother level. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to sleep with you just to sleep with you. No, sir. And whew, that's a good one because I think that's one that so many women fall prey to. <clears throat> excuse me, the whole sleeping with a man just to keep a man, if that's the only way that you can keep him, says you're not going to be able to keep him for long. And if you end up in a relationship and God forbid marrying somebody like that, there's a strong possibility that they're going to step out because that's that's what they're seeking. That's their that's their foundation and that's their premise and that's their conviction. You know, we can have convictions about things that are not necessarily of God. And so that's their conviction and what they're holding tight to that they need. And so the moment that you're not giving them that, if that's what they believe, then they're looking elsewhere. So be very, very careful about giving up your body in these situations and instances. And look, I'm not going to say everybody has done it because obviously not. But, you know, um, you know, we all we both have been there. <laughs> we both have been there. So let us tell you about it. And so um, <clears throat> so communication is one big thing. What else? Um, what how else can they sell, set boundaries? 
I think that's that's really the the main. You just got to be vocal about what it is that you want. You know what I mean? Um, because people are only going to do to you what you let them do, right? And so if you're not if you're not really in like in communication, having that effective communication to say, I'm not going to stand for that. This is what I stand for. And I and I can say in my own because it, it, Kevin hates when I tell this, but I, I love it because it's the blessing that God gave me. Though I was not a virgin when we got married, He was, hmm. and so God redeemed everything that um, I freely gave. Wow, you know, and gave me a virgin, somebody that can appreciate the fact that I'm not just going to lay down with anybody mm-hmm. and not to say I laid down with a whole bunch of people, but just the fact that I laid down with someone, yeah. you know, that innocence was freely given to somebody that wasn't destined for me. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm able to build that legacy with someone who appreciates and values who I am for who I am. I don't have to please him in a way that reduces who I am as a woman. And so that affects the communication, being real about who you are and what you want, you know, in love. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was about to in say, love. that doesn't mean being disrespectful, <laughs> ladies. It just means being, there's a, there's a difference between like being prideful and disrespectful and being clear and confident in right. your convictions. Absolutely. So... <laughs> Um, and so one, I guess there's one more thing to talk about, you know, so you received this wonderful blessing in your husband and, um, there's something, I guess a little bit of a myth that I want to kind of shatter in this moment. Like, okay, we set boundaries, we hold on to our convictions. We, um, you know, maybe we hadn't always done things God's way, but we decided to do so and wait from that point on. Okay. So then we you know, get the husband and in fairytale land, we live happily ever after. And he's going to be great because I waited on him. Um, But, you know, can we talk about, uh, I don't even know how I want to word this, but just the fact that trouble still arise, even though you did everything right. Absolutely. Because we're human, right? So I was 32 when Kevin and I got together. He was like late 20s, right? When we lived on our own for all of that time, he grew up differently than me. Mm -hmm. He grew up in a two-parent household. I did not, right? And so I knew how to be a mom. I didn't know how to be a wife. Mm. Because I grew up the only girl in my family, right? Um, For him, he knew how to be a father. He knew what that took. He he knew how to be a husband. He he had both of those things. So I had a lot to learn when we got together. The other thing is too, is that he knew how to be a friend. When I met Kevin, he had friend long lasting friendships. Most of I grew up in the military. Mm-hmm. And so we moved around a lot. And so there wasn't for me a lot of people that I can can call my friends. This man had 
friends for 10, 15 years. <laughs> you know, he when we got married, the groomsmen were his elite eight. And these are all the friends. <laughs> the elite eight. <laughs> all the friends he had made in his lifetime, you know, for like two, all of them combined, probably about a good 50 years. No, you know. Wow. But for me, everybody that I knew kind of moved away, didn't really have that. And so I had to learn how to be a friend. I had to know what it took to have a best friend and Mm -hmm. how to be that best friend for him. And so, yeah, it doesn't happen in a way where everything is all perfect. I like to say it's not all peaches and pancakes. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some things that you have to learn along the way. Um, And a lot of that you learn within the relationships before you even get into the marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And not even just that specific relationship, even in your working relationships, right? How are you as a coworker? How are you as a sister? How are you as a aunt, you know, a daughter? How are you in those roles? What are you portraying? How do you want to show up? How do you want to be known? And then you, when you learn those things, you bring those things into your marriage. And so it, it fosters that best friend relationship within your marriage as well as lover and everything else that comes with that. Gotcha. That's so good. And, <clears throat> and what I will say with that is, you know, that's why I speak so much about really taking advantage of this season of your life. When you are single, like I know it's just so many people are like, I want a husband. I'm tired of being alone, all these things. But it's, if you really like put the focus on you during this time of developing who you are and realizing who God says you are and really um, working on your areas, like you really have to assess where you might need some work in your life. And like I used to take such offense when people criticize me. Because I'd be like, the nerve, the nerve. But it's like now I realize like, man, there's so much. Like I thought I had did a lot of work and I think that I did when I was single. But of course, like when I got my marriage, it was just like a a mirror being held up to me of all my flaws. And it was like, whoa, whoa. And so it was like so much more. So the more work you can do in your single season on yourself, the more you are able to like really pour into your marriage and see the good fruit of that when that time comes. So this is just like a little encouragement for y'all to really like focus on you right now in this season and what it, what you want, what you will stand for. You know, um, if you want to be married, like just really setting your boundaries now so that you have a better idea. Cause it's, you ask God, like, what should my boundaries be? You know, what should I, what are my convictions? And you really can seek him if you're not sure. And that way, like when that, when somebody comes into your life, it's easy to be like, nope, you're not it. Nope, you're not it. Because you know whether or not, and I'm not saying like have this checklist of he got to be 6'3 and tall and dark and handsome, yeah. but all the, you know, not that, but just real convictions about what it is that you really want out of somebody and what you're not going to accept if you are not being treated well in the way that you should be. So give us one thing you can leave my ladies with uh, to encourage them in this season of their lives. We're going to just wrap up with that. I I think every scripture in the Bible is, is like great, right? But the ones that really stand out to me is, um, is and I can't, I can't give a scripture reference because I don't remember where it is. That's me. But- <laughs> There is a scripture reference that says, we are God's masterpiece Mm -hmm. 
his most prized possession. Ephesians 2.10, y'all. There you go. I know that one. (laughs) His most prized possession. And when we we talk about any type of relationship, we have to remember that we are his most prized possession. We are his masterpiece. If we look at a masterpiece, let's say Mona Lisa or Picasso or whatever it is that you like, right? And you look at the detail and how, how structured it is that he made us. And this is what he's calling us. He knows us intimately. He knows exactly what's supposed to look like, what stroke was supposed to go where, you know, how our veins flow, our blood flows, you know, how our veins look, how every strand on the hair, and it sounds cliche, but, but that's the beauty of who he is and his love for who we are, right? For who he made us, like his masterpiece. He took his time to make us exactly how he wanted to make us. And he's not going to make us contrary to the word of God. And so everything that we stand for should first stand in that. That's the value that you have as his masterpiece. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. And that is one of my favorite scriptures because when we start talking about identity and who we are in Christ, first and foremost, realize just how much he loves you and knowing that he made you very specific, very unique as a masterpiece. Okay. So he has, and and the rest of that scripture says that, you know, to do the good works that he has uh, planned for us long ago. And so he created you and fashioned you uniquely because he has plans and purpose for you here in the earth. So all of y'all who feeling like y'all don't have no purpose, you do, sis. Promise. He made you that way. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can't run from it. So go and embrace it. Go Get ahead. out in it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, Ms. LaToya, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. You can find me on my website, um, empoweredwithpurpose.net. You can find me on Facebook um, at Latoya Guillory. I also have a Facebook page, Relationship and Life Coach 14. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn under Latoya Guillory, all the social handles, Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. You'll find me posting things there. Um, I have a podcast on Spotify podcast uh, or Anchor FM called the Purposely Driven Podcast. You can find me there as well. I have some books on Amazon um, called Anchored in Christ, Anchored in Marriage, and I have three uh, journals. Uh, The book Anchored in Christ, Anchored in Marriage also comes with a study guide so you and your spouse can do them together. You can do them by yourself. You don't have to be married to do these. Um, It's the tools of how you're going to stand when the the war comes or when the battle comes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So you guys, I'll have these links for you in the show notes so that you can, if you want to connect with her, you most definitely can. And thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I love the wisdom and nuggets that you have given. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Sis, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Let me tell you, I really enjoyed having it with her. I enjoyed listening to her advice and also her story and things that she shared of her per, of a personal nature, you guys. Like, it's so much to learn from one another and glean from one another. And so I hope that you were able to take something away from this that you can apply to your own life. So if you want to connect with Latoya further... 
I have all of her links in the show note. Go and check it out. Check her out. Check out her podcast. If you maybe want to check out her book or whatever services she offers, go ahead and check her out. Also, come over to the Facebook group and share your favorite parts of the episode. And also let me know, you guys, what you want to hear. You can leave it in the Facebook group or you can email me at goodbyeheartbreakhellopurpose at gmail.com and let me know what kind of things, what kind of content you want to hear about here on the podcast. All right. I love y'all so much and I will talk to y'all again soon. Bye, sis. Hey, sis. Listen, if you've been blessed, changed, or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, If this podcast blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me and other like-minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian Women Overcoming Heartbreak and Finding Purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon. Until then, remember to love the life you have while you're making it better. Love you, sis.